You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 83. And today, ladies, we are ending the year of 2019 with a topic about is your mind bogged down? Because this time of the year, well, any time of the year, our minds can get bogged down. And if they do, I wanted to give you some practical tips that you can use right now, anytime, and refocus your mind and get it from being unbogged down to get it to be thinking clearly and concisely and feeling relaxed and freshed. And that is going to end the Well One Healthy Lifestyle podcast for this year. And I am so honored that you've been here with us. So with no further ado, let's dive on into the episode. Let's listen to it. And then please come on over to Well Woman Network on Instagram. DM me and let me know what you want to hear for 2020. Or come on and join our Facebook group at Well Woman Network 360 and tell me there what you want to hear on the podcast, what you'd like to see if you are one of our VIP newsletters. And by the way, if you're not already our VIP newsletter reader, please go to our website at wellwomannetwork.com. And at the bottom of any of those pages, you can see a place where you can join in to get and become part of our VIP groups as we've got a lot of great things in store for you. All right. So again, let's get ready. Let's dive on in and take a listen. Well, women, it's time for a new perspective on women's health. A time to understand that your greatest wealth is your health. A time to make self-care your number one priority. A time to recognize that good health is the only way to live your best life and do all that you can in this world. So join me on this journey where we'll explore women's health topics from a medical provider's viewpoint, have conversations about everyday healthy lifestyle options, and enjoy interviews with other well women we can all learn from. It's time to demystify women's health and learn practical ways to apply self-care to every part of our lives. This is the Well Woman Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, an all-out women's health enthusiast. So you ready to start the journey? Let's go. Well, hey there, ladies, and welcome back to our last episode of 2019. Boy, it has been a whirlwind of a year for me. There's been ups, there's been downs, but overall, I have to say that I've been really blessed this year. And I think my biggest blessing, I can always honestly say, has been the birth of my grandbaby. She has just made a world of difference in my life. Um, I just truly, it's a new joy. Um, it's just a very different experience than being a parent. Being a grandparent, I mean, is very different. And it's just, it's a, it's just a joy that I'm loving and a time that I'm embracing. And I just can't wait to... Um, have her grow and have us do things together because I just can see right now she's just going to be my gal pal as she's getting older. She doesn't know now, but she will when she gets older. So I wanted to just end this year's podcast episode on talking about some things about our minds being bogged down because especially right now when I'm recording this, we have, I think it's not even, I think maybe two weeks till Christmas, maybe not. And I know that everybody is running around fully engaged on overtime, most of us, because we're shopping for food for Christmas, we're getting ends of Christmas gifts, Hanukkah gifts, 
any of those type of gifts for any occasion. Okay, we're going to parties, work parties, friend parties, we're getting together. And it's just such a busy, chaotic time that a lot of us just can get our minds bogged down. And not just that, you know, it's because I think our minds could just be bogged down anytime. So I just wanted to hop on here and just kind of share with you a little bit of some things that I've been thinking about. So when I went to the dictionary and I looked up bogged down, the dictionary definition says to become so involved with one particular thing that you cannot make any progress. So in other words, your brain shuts down and refuses to cooperate. Okay. For example, you know, this has happened to me and I'm sure to a lot of you as well. So let's be truthful. You know, you're in a meeting, you're trying to focus on what's being said, but all you get is a strong urge to check your email or your phone, or you're at your desk trying to get some work done and your brain keeps jumping to conjuring up thoughts of everything else you're not supposed to be thinking about. You're thinking about what you're going to make for dinner, or this or that. You know, we all do it. I've been in meetings and my mind has wandered because I'm just, I'm more interested in what I'm thinking about for dinner than I am what is really, unfortunately, what the person that's talking in the meeting is talking to me about. So we've all had that, right? We just, we, we want to concentrate, but our mind is just elsewhere. I've gotten that too, plenty of times. It's called sometimes for me, it's procrastination. <laughs> I don't know about what you guys call it. But at the University of Michigan, psychology professor Susan Nolan Hoxima researched young to middle-aged adults, and she discovered that nearly 73% of them can be characterized as overthinkers. With women, okay, listen to this, with women coming in at 57%, while the men were at 43%. Okay, so we know that, you know, as women, we tend to be thinking about a lot of things all the time. Okay, we've talked about that throughout this whole year, and it will continue to be a theme that we talk about into the new year. We live, ladies, at a time where everything around us is competing for our brain power. Everywhere that we turn, something is trying to grab our attention through words, pictures, advertisements, music, whatever it is. This has a serious negative effect on our stress levels, which can reduce our concentration even further. Okay, and as we move into the next couple months and I start talking to you about, you know, hormonal imbalances and different things, we're really going to focus in a lot on brain fog, too, because brain fog is a big part of a hormonal imbalance. But brain fog can also be a part of stress. But stress, as you'll see, is also part of your hormones being imbalanced. We all are we're a complete system. And when one system is out, another may take and overcompensate and then it can become out of balance as well. So I just want you to think about this. So here are a few symptoms that can arise from overthinking everything all the time. And I know that for some of us, we do that. We overthink things. We think through it. We think through it. We think through it. We think, we think through it. We're talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. You know, so here are some of the things. Insomnia. Okay. You can't sleep at nighttime. Fatigue. You're constantly tired because you've had so much brain power going out thinking about all these things all the time. What do you think? Headaches, of course. Achy joints, wanting to control everything, fear of failure, second guessing ourselves, and not being able to stay in the here and now. Okay, these are all things that can happen when we're constantly overthinking. And staying present is a big thing for a lot of us. You know, you, you go to a meeting and you start talking to somebody and they're talking to you, but your eyes are wandering and you're wondering about what everything else is going on in the room and you're not really paying attention to the person who's really standing in front of you. 
that's not being present to the here and now. And that's not being present to the person that's in front of you. So if you're just like me or the rest of us, suffering at the hands of the inability to shut off your thoughts at times, or maybe for some of us more than just some of the time, then I want you to listen on to a few tips that can help you detach and unburden yourself from the constant chattering of your brain. The first one is connecting with others. Science shows us that by joining classes, book clubs, meeting up with old friends, or reaching out to family members, more often, either one of the above or all of the above, and when we work at our own pace and do what feels comfortable for us in meeting those things above, joining classes or reading books or joining book clubs or meeting up with our friends or just reaching out to family, with talking to others who enjoy doing the same thing that you do, it makes us feel connected, which can put a stop to overthinking. You can feel more positive about yourself, which can help you grow as an individual and be more appreciative of what we have. So sometimes, you know, we overthink things because a lot of us as small business owners, or if you work in corporate, you know, you're sitting in your little cubicle or wherever, and you're not really socializing with a lot of people at your job, you just tend to be by yourself. You tend to be one of these people who are constantly overthinking things and you don't have anybody right in your near app, you know, your near space to sit and bounce ideas off of. So get out, join some new classes in 2020, meet up more with your friends, reach out to your family members if you like them, and just get connected more to people. Gives your brain a chance to wind down, okay? And the more progress you've achieved, instead of focusing on what you're missing out on and what can be going wrong, is also when you get out and are doing things. Number two, this is for me, and I'll have to be honest with you. I'm gonna be real, because you know that I always am. I tell you the truth for myself, because I'm not gonna tell you, stand over here in my soapbox and have you think that, I'm perfect and that I never fall off the wagon or that I ever I don't get scared or I don't get afraid or second guess myself or any of those things because I'm just like you. I go through all those things at different times. So number two is not trusting yourself. Not being able to trust yourself, ladies, to make a decision is a sure sign of a foggy brain or being overthinking things all the time. Many of us women fear decision making because of several reasons. But the number one reason, what do you think it is, of why we fear making a decision, it's because we're afraid of failing, okay? Number two is that we are fear of letting other people down. And number three is we, we can, or you can have, low self-esteem, okay? Whatever the reason may be, it can be causing you to miss out on a valuable part of living. So let me tell you a little story here about me, since I just told you that I was going to be raw and honest with you. I was... I just texted my friend the other day and I said to her, in 2020, please help me to have faith in myself. Now, some of you are, you might hear that and go, oh my God, you know, Michelle, if you know me, you might think that I have all the faith in myself, but here's what I'm talking about. When I'm in my office and I'm practicing or I'm going to see my hospice patients or I'm doing in-home health risk assessments, I feel very, very confident because I'm in an office, I, I, I'm in my setting, I've got all the stuff that I need, um, I've got help around me, and people are coming to me. Okay, so let me explain that a minute. They're coming to me because they know that they have a problem. They're coming to, the, to their medical provider because they've got an issue. So they're coming to me. I go to my hospice patients, but my hospice patients are assigned to me. My in-home health risk patients are assigned to me. So 
Now that I'm transitioning over the past year and moving big time in 2020 into the online marketing space with our new programs that are coming out and all the things that we've got planned, events, the podcast growing, all this kind of stuff, I feel less confident in the online space. And the reason is because if you want to have, if you want to write a blog article or I'm talking on this podcast, I have got to go advertise or I have to go find some means in order to get your attention to go listen to this podcast. I have to put it out on Facebook. I have to put it out on social. I have to put it in my newsletter. Um, I have to go find eyeballs to read my blog post. I have to let people know that I wrote a blog post. It's very different when you've got people coming to you just because they they just coming to you because that's the thing and you don't have to go find them, right? Like if you work in a store, people are coming to your store. You don't have to necessarily go find them versus when you move into an online space, I've got to go find people. I've got to find eyeballs to read my stuff. I've got to find, you know, women for my new coaching program that's coming up in March. So it just, it just throws me off keel because I don't have the same kind of confidence there because a lot of the online stuff involves me having to get into uncomfortableness with techie stuff that I'm not really good at. And yeah, I can go hire people to do that and I'm help and I am hiring people to do that, but still I have to know some of it as well. So you see, I'm not afraid of failing. Okay. So to speak, because I don't care if I fail. Okay. I'll just get right back up again. And failure is just, is not an option for me because I think that anytime that we try something and even if it doesn't work, I want to give myself and everybody else a big high five, pat on the back, hug, whatever it is, and say, you had the courage to get out there and try. So it is not a failure. So I don't see failing. I just feel less confident is what I would like to say. And a lot of us are afraid of failing. We think that people are going to see us fail. They think that we're going to, you know, they're going to hold us accountable for those past failures and they only keep judging us in the present on the person that we were in the past. And that's another thing that we've got to stop doing. We need to start looking at each other on the women that we are today. And I was reminded of this by my friend, Kim. She did this, she had post on Instagram the other day and she said that, you know, it's taken her a while to become the woman she is today, but we need to look at her for who she is today, not where she was maybe two, three, five years ago, because we've all grown since then. So if you have friends, look at them from a fresh perspective. Look at them from where they are today. Even our kids, look at where they are today, not where they've come from, or maybe they've messed up in the past. Okay, so it's in the past, but are they doing it currently? And if they're not, look at them from a fresh perspective. It's good for them and it's good for you, okay? So then the last thing is number three that was on this list was having a low self-esteem. Now, having a low self-esteem can come from a lot of different reasons. And I don't really want to like get into all of the things that can be causing that. But if you do have a low self-esteem for whatever reason, the best thing that you can do is to identify what it is that's causing you to have that low self-esteem and then working on those issues. Okay. Because we all have little areas that we want to improve. Okay. So whatever the reason is, ladies, that we may not be trusting ourselves, it is causing us to miss out on a valuable part of living. By not doing anything at all, you have already made a choice. You just aren't aware yet that it's probably not the best one, okay? So when we do nothing at all, we've made a choice. And for every action, there's a reaction. So that's another thing that you need to look at too. 
So by trusting ourselves, we stop the indecisive chatter that goes on in our heads. We stop the woulda, shoulda, coulda game, which a lot of us need to do as we move into 2020. And I say as we move into 2020, not that we're because we're moving into a new year, but more than a new year, we are moving into a new decade. And that just brings about even more emphasis that we get to be and change anything that we want to about ourselves and be whoever we want to be. And now is the time to step out in boldness. Okay, so the last thing that can help you with that constant, you know, bogged down brain thing or feeling or foggy or whatever you want to call it is creating a bedtime routine, a wind down routine. And we've talked about this before. Because here's the scientist, here's the science behind this, and you know that I'm a science person all the way, is science says that our thoughts usually bombard us more at bedtime because it's at the end of the day when we rehash everything that went on throughout the day. All of it. The good, the bad, the ugly, the missed opportunities, and the exasperating incidents that happen. But it's easy to get a good night's sleep, and we've talked about this, you need to sleep in order to repair, if we prepare ourselves properly, okay? And how can we do that? Number one, we can refrain from heavy meals close to bedtime because we're supposed to be relaxing and sleeping and repairing, not digesting. Staying away from alcohol or excessive water consumption two hours before bedtime because then you're going to have to go pee more often throughout the night and you're going to have to get up. Limit screen time 30 minutes before going to bed. You know, that's what we need to do. Kind of let the body know that it's starting to wind down. All right. Another great thing to stop your mind from overthinking is to do something creative. Creativity and emotions are stronger than thoughts. So let me say that again. Creativity and emotions are stronger than thoughts. So when you give your emotions the chance to come to the surface, you're muting your thoughts, giving yourself a chance for a restful night's sleep. So here's some things that you can try to get your creativeness going and your emotions tuned in. Meditation, simple meditation, yoga, coloring or drawing is a great thing, you know, and who cares if you're coloring in a children's coloring book? I love coloring and I love coloring kids books. They're fun. They're easy. Listening to classical music or to jazz or something that makes you happy. Writing, getting rid of all those thoughts from your head. And being, you know, like a gratitude journal, you know, what were you grateful for? What are, what are some things that, you know, that, that went on through the day that maybe you wanted to change? Reading is also another good thing because it actually allows your brain to start slowing down. And the last thing and the most important thing I think for all of us ladies is as we move into 2020 is we need to stop multitasking. Okay. Again, science here again, science now says there's no such thing as multitasking. A study carried out at the University of Utah says only 2% are efficient multitaskers, 2%, even though we think more of us are. The rest of us are doing the same amount of work for longer, not efficient at all. Our current average attention span is about eight seconds, down from 12 seconds as was recorded back in 2000. Okay, now I don't know about you, but I know they always tell me, get those videos down to one second, less than a minute. You know, our attention span is becoming less and less and less as we're bombarded more and more and more and people tune out things. And we are such great tuners out as more things come our way. While it may seem, while may, while it may seem great to do several things at once, 
all you're doing, ladies, is costing yourself more time and boosting stress levels because at the end of the day, nothing gets done effectively. So here's an example. When you're working on a project and then you take a few seconds to check your email or your Instagram account or whatever it may be, then when you come back to the project that you were working on, it will take you 20 minutes to be able to fully focus once again on this original task. So you're working on something, you're in, you're in the mode, and then all of a sudden you hear a ding from your cell phone, you know, or wherever it is, or your computer, you got mail, and you stop, and you go and check your phone, you check your mail, you do whatever, okay, and then you put that down, and then you come back to the original task. Science says that it takes 20 minutes for your brain to get fully back engaged in what you were doing on the original task. And if you think about that, as the day progresses, those 20 minutes will amount to hours and hours of lost time. So you might think that you're being efficient and you're being and you're multitasking, but you're not. Okay, so here's what you can do. Simple thing. The answer to this problem lies in your ability to tune out external stimuli and focus only on one task at hand. You can work in 10 minute increments at first if this seems to be a problem for you. Then slowly keep adding five minutes until you can work a full half hour without getting distracted and even more. Okay, make sure to take 10 minute breaks, take a quick walk or get some coffee and a snack to reward yourself for working hard and being able to concentrate on one thing at a time. So if you sat down and you were concentrating on something for a half an hour, then once you are done on that original task that you have put your mind to completing, then it is okay to go take a break, to get up to look at your phone, to get up to answer your email, to have some coffee, to do your, you know, meme, do my jumps or whatever I'm going to do. Then it is okay to do that because you've already finished one task. You're taking a break in between a new task and then you're moving on to a new task. So you're not going from one task, taking a break, going back to the same task. Don't do it. So on a final note, I want you to start experimenting with some of these tips that I've given you today and see which one works best for you. I want you to create a vivid mental picture of what it is you want to achieve and you want to work your way towards in 2020, okay? And I want you to trust in your own abilities. And I want you to help me to trust in my own abilities as well. We all need to be lifting each other up, ladies, and helping each other. That's what Well Woman Network and Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast is all about. It's about empowering women to be the best that they can be in their health so that they can go out and lead and live the lives that they want to. So I just wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, I am so, so, so very honored and blessed to have been able to serve you in 2019. And I hope to do my best to continue to serve you at the utmost level that I possibly can to make an impact on your health so that you can go live the life that you were meant to live as we move on into 2020. You know, I just love coming here. And if you could do me the honor, and if you listen to this podcast, it is so, so important. If you could go leave us a rating review over on, on iTunes, it's one of the only places or wherever you listen to our podcast and whatever app it is, if you could leave a rating and review, it helps us so immensely. You cannot even imagine. And then if you're over on Instagram, why don't you slide on into my DMs over at Well Woman Network and let me know that you listen to the podcast and that you're getting some things out of it. And I want to hear from you. I want to know what you want to listen to in 2020. 
Do you want to hear just health stuff? Do you want to hear health and lifestyle? Do you want to hear health, lifestyle, and how to have a healthy business? Because I'm a small businesswoman and I've got a lot of know-how about how to do small business things. Whatever you want, I want to be able to bring it to you. And we're going to be bringing you more interviews. I'm striving really hard in 2020 to line up some really great interviews with some really great women that are out there doing good things in the world to make our bodies healthier, make our minds healthier, help our businesses move forward, whether you are an entrepreneur or whether you are a corporate lady or anywhere in between. Okay. And I just wanted to let you in on, be on the lookout for our new Getting Back to Harmonious Balance program that we are launching March 2020. I have been working on this so hard behind the scenes and I just am going to be launching it at full force, you know, over the next couple months um, and just talking to you guys about a lot of things that have to do with um, hormonal imbalance, what it is, what it's not, because I really want to help you feel your best. Okay, I have big lofty goals for 2020 for Well Woman Network. We've got a lot of things going on. We're hiring new staff. Um, so if you know of anybody, we're looking for a project manager as well as we're also looking for a content creator director. So with that said, and my dog barking in the background, I want to wish all of you a very happy holiday, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever it is you celebrate from our home to your home. May God richly bless you. And bye for now. The information, including but not limited to text, graphics, images, and other material contained in the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast is for educational purposes only. The purpose of the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various women's health topics. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment before undertaking any new health care regime. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have read or heard on one of our podcasts. 